Welcome to your daily missed motivational, inspirational success tips. This is JJ Burden. Before I share today's daily miss, I want to give a quick shout out to new subscribers from the country of France. We welcome you to the daily miss and uh, you got a little catching up to do. A lot of success tips I'm sure that you'll find some value in. And as a reminder to all those who are listening, I share in my earlier podcast, I think number one, and it's either 20 or 22, just to kind of give you an overview of the purpose of these podcasts. Uh, It's not your typical podcast. I'm obviously not interviewing people. There is no music. I just keep it simple and sweet to the point. And it's because I had a friend who enjoyed listening to my success tips on the social media platforms and video, or maybe they were just posting, I was posting images with captions, but they encouraged me to just start a podcast and just share it because this particular person said, I would love to listen to them while I'm driving in my car or going, I'm working out or just conveniently tap into it whenever I want to. So that's why I started the Daily Miss. Like I said, I didn't want to do anything that's going to require a lot of time and energy. I got enough things (laughs) pulling at my attention, but I've been pleased with the results so far. A lot of subscribers and continue to share and we'll continue to give you simple success tips to move you in the direction you want to go in. So this week though, we started talking about perseverance. We're going to continue discussing that the rest of the week. Perseverance, as I mentioned, is one of those Go-to qualities that keeps you in position to persist a task, a goal, or something that is important to you. In spite of when you deal with FASCO moments. FASCO is the acronym I made up. It represents failures, adversities, setbacks, challenges, and obstacles. We all have these moments in our life. And so when you have that ability to persevere, it helps you push through them. And stay on track. Now, some of us have it and some of us don't. Whichever ever quality or category you fit into, don't panic. You can develop it and you can continue to refine it. But it takes time. It takes patience. It takes practice. I gave you five tips to focus on that can help you uh, strengthen your ability to persevere. I said it's about having a growth mindset, setting goals, practice self-discipline, embrace failures, surround yourself with supportive people. Now, if you go back and listen to Mondays, I break down each point individually and give you a little bit more um, explanation on how those help. But today I'm going to do something a little different. I've never done this on a daily miss. I'm going to give you a three-part series here. And basically what I mean is I'm going to share a story in my life. It's one of my more popular stories. I love to share in my keynote presentation, Season Your Opportunities. I love to teach from it. It's There's so many teaching points, but I'm going to break it up in three parts. So you get part one today, part two tomorrow, and then part three on Friday. And as I share this, and as you're listening, I want you to think of two questions. How would you have responded As you hear what I'm about to share, how would you respond in the different moments of this story? And what kind of habits have you developed when you face such moments in your life? So I'm going to take you back to my college days. I went to the University of Oregon. I was there on a track scholarship. 
not to play football. I was not recruited in football. But I had a chip on my shoulder, even though football program said I was too small to play Division One football. I had a plan. I figured wherever I got a track scholarship, I was going to try to walk on in football. And I was able to do that. Walk on means that I literally begged the coach for a tryout. So they give me a tryout. You're not guaranteed to make the team. You do you get do get a shot. In my second year at Oregon, I was able to do that. And I made the team and I ended up running track and playing football the rest of my career at Oregon. But I my focus was track and field. It was never football. I had a dream of making it to the Olympics. I was a very good long jumper. I'd won the Pac-10 championship my junior year. So going into my senior year, not only could I win the Pac-10 championship again, I had a chance to win the national meet, the NCAA track and field championships. And I had qualified for the 1988 Olympic trials in a long jump. So there, there were some opportunities there. And I had this plan to pursue those along with graduating too. Well, to my surprise, when the NFL draft came around, I was drafted late by the Cleveland Browns. Eighth round, 216th pick. Long shot. I never expected to be drafted. I didn't have a great college football career. Matter of fact, I only had one touchdown. Four years playing for the Ducks. One touchdown. I didn't have the normal NFL or, let's see, normal wide receiver stats in college that you could say, this guy is an NFL prospect. That was not me. So getting drafted was a surprise. It was a surprise to me. But the NFL scouts saw that I had great speed, quickness, jumping ability, and I could catch the ball. <laughs> so it was normal for me to be a wide receiver. So I thought... After the draft, you know, you're invited to a rookie camp. Every NFL team has a, a rookie camp the following week after the draft. You go out to your team and you meet the team. You practice with the team for three days. to kind of introduce you to the NFL. Even though I didn't have a desire to play, I never wanted to later on in my life regret that I didn't at least go and check it out. So here was the plan. I would go to the rookie camp the following week, come back, get ready for Pac-10s, go to Nationals and see if I can make the Olympic team. And right before I leave for Cleveland, my head track coach, Bill Dillinger, he says these words to me, JJ, you got a chance to win. You got a chance to do really well for us in track, not to mention a chance to make the Olympic team. Here's what you need to do. Go to Cleveland, but do not do the drills. Do not practice with them. And I said, Bill, I'll never forget these words, Bill. I never get hurt at these things. Don't worry about it. So I go out to Cleveland the next week. I practice the first day. Have a great practice. I mean, I was even impressed with how I was performing against these athletes. Second practice. Have a great practice. Even the head coach, Marty Schottenhammer, is like, man, this, this kid really can play. The third practice is going really, really well. I'm out running a route. The ball's overthrown. I go get it. I plant my left foot and boom. I hear this loud pop. I tear my ACL ligament in my left knee. ACL ligaments represents your anterior cruciate ligament, one of your most important ligaments in your knee. And I also tore my MCL, my medial collateral ligament. So to help those who don't understand how devastating such a knee injury is, it usually takes a year or more to get back to the point where you can play again. 
And within that year, you're probably 80%. You're not 100% for a while. And I had injuries during my athletic career. I mean, this wasn't the first. I mean, I broke my nose in college. I broke my finger in college. I severely sprained my ankle in college. But these injuries only kept me out for a couple of weeks. Tearing your ACL ligament, that, like I said, that's a year. You, you're out of here for a while. So this was my first real test of FASCO. This was my first real adversity. This was my first real setback or obstacle as an athlete that I was going to have to figure out how to conquer. What role did perseverance play? How would I respond? How would I overcome it? Got to come back tomorrow and I'll continue on with part two. Don't forget, like, share, and comment, and I'll see you on the next episode.